0: Hi there. Today, let's talk about the psychology of success and achievement and how to instill it in yourself and your children. These are important psychological ideas if you are an adult and you want to learn something, or if you are a parent and you want your children to learn and be successful whether that's in language learning or in other areas of your life. So, listen on and get all that good stuff. And if you find you're struggling to understand this podcast, if this podcast is difficult for you, go to our website and have a look at our course, the 500 Most Common Words in English. This course will make sure that you have a solid base, a solid grounding in English, so that when you come across a podcast like this one, you already know many of the words. So the 500 most common words will boost your confidence and consolidate your basic English. That also prepares you well for speaking English as well as understanding it. Hello, I'm Hilary and you're listening to Adept English. We will help you to speak English fluently. All you have to do is listen. So start listening now and find out how it works. So I was reading an interesting article this week on the importance of something called perseverance and learning how to persevere. This is really important to our success and our ability to achieve things in life. So the noun here is perseverance, P-E-R-S-E-V-E-R-A-N-C-E. And the verb is to persevere. So P-E-R-S-E-V-E-R-E. And to persevere means to keep going even when it's difficult. So our perseverance means our capacity, our ability to carry on through difficulty. And the article, you'll find the link in the transcript on our website at adeptenglish.com. This article talks about how very important the ability to persevere is if we want to be successful. This is an issue for us as adults, especially as adult learners, but it's also an issue if you are parenting children. How do you teach them to have perseverance? As children, we need to learn to do a lot of things. It might be learning to use a knife and fork, learning to swim, learning to ride a bike, how to tie our shoes, how to do friendships, how to learn maths. In fact, as a child, we've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of things to learn at school and at home. And how we do at learning this stuff probably determines to a large extent how we feel about ourselves. This happens from early on in our lives from a young age. If we have a good start in life and we have lots of positive experiences of learning to do things, being rewarded for our efforts, then probably as a child and as an adult, we'll have what we call good self-esteem. So that's self and then E-S-T-E-E-M. And if you have good self-esteem, that means that you feel positively about yourself. But if you're not so fortunate in your experiences, then you may end up with what we call low self-esteem. So you have many more negative feelings about yourself and about your likelihood of success or achievement. What experiences we have as a child affect our self-esteem as an adult. That feels terrifying for parents, perhaps. Parents want their children to succeed, but they also don't want to put too much pressure on them. So how best to instill self-esteem in your children and perseverance? There is an interesting book by an author called Angela Duckworth. She's also done a TED Talk on the same topic. Her book is called Grit, that's G-R-I-T, and Angela Duckworth defines grit as a combination of perseverance and passion. Angela Duckworth started out her professional life in quite a high-flying career. She was a management consultant, but at the age of 27, she gave that up to become a teacher. And she started to teach seventh graders, this is in the U.S., seventh grade maths. What she noticed was that the children who did best in her maths class were not necessarily the most intelligent ones. She noticed that the most intelligent children didn't necessarily get the marks. So, achievement and success is not just about intelligence. She began to see how important the capacity to persevere, perseverance, how much that dictated who succeeded and who didn't. She was so interested in this, she went and trained as a psychologist in order to conduct research into this area. She talks now about something called growth mindset. So, G-R-O-W-T-H and M-I-N-D-S-E-T. What she means by growth mindset is the awareness that if you work hard at something, your brain, your mind will get better at doing it. You're not constrained by how good you are right now or how bad you are right now. Things can improve with practice. That's having a growth mindset. How good you are is not already determined. It can get better if you try hard, if you work at it. I would echo this too. One of the things I've noticed in my practice that I find really interesting, some of the most intelligent people are the ones with low self-esteem and most self-doubt, that's D-O-U-B-T. I've worked with people who are studying at the highest levels in academia. They're in universities pursuing a PhD or a doctorate. So these are the really, really clever people, Else they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. But bizarrely, they seem to be the people with the least self-esteem and the most self-doubt. They also seem often to suffer from what's called imposter syndrome. An imposter, I-M-P-O-S-T-E-R, is someone who's pretending to be someone else. They're not the real person. They're not the real deal. And often PhD students can find themselves feeling as though they're an imposter. Sooner or later, everybody's going to find out that I'm not that intelligent and I will be removed from the university or whatever. That's imposter syndrome. Okay, so how does this happen? Well, the sense I've made of it when I'm doing my psychotherapy work is that these things are connected. This cleverness... This intelligence, super intelligence, if you like, and the self-doubt are somehow connected. If you are very clever, super brainy as a child, the adults around you probably pick up on this quite quickly. It's obvious and you get praised for being so intelligent. It becomes your brand, if you like. So you're praised for your natural ability the innate intelligence that you already have. It's the ability that you were born with. If you're clever, if you're intelligent like this, then you're probably less likely to be praised for putting in effort for how hard you work, even if you're failing, even if you're not succeeding. You're less likely to be praised for doing badly at something and picking yourself up and having another go. That's the experience that most people have. But if you're super clever, perhaps less so. So normal people, hopefully in a good environment, get praised for their perseverance. Very clever people get praised for their ability. Often people who are studying for something like a PhD may never have had the experience of failing at something and they may live in absolute fear and dread of failing. Sometimes the first experience of failure is a failed driving test and it knocks them for six, as we say. That means they have a really, really hard time getting over failing their driving test. So it's the children who are less brainy, less clever, less naturally good at things who tend to learn, oh dear, right, I'm not very good at this. I'm going to have to put some more effort in. Maybe I'll be able to do it then when I've worked at it. And these children often have the experience of that effort being rewarded. They get better, they succeed, they improve. And this is quite powerful. When the praise comes... These people, these children, know that they've earned it. They know why they're being praised. They've put in a lot of effort. And this can really build your self-esteem and your confidence. You feel more able to tackle difficult things if you're confident that your hard work has paid off in the past. And if you're familiar with failing or not doing very well initially, perhaps it doesn't put you off so easily. You just persevere. But clever children don't get so much of this experience. Their natural talent, their innate ability is a little bit more mysterious. It doesn't necessarily feel under their control in the same way. And sometimes these very clever people worry, what if I can't do it? What if my cleverness deserts me? What will people think then? What makes it worse is that the clever people are known for being clever that's possibly all they've ever had praise for. So they're very identified with being smart, with being intelligent. There's quite a lot of expectation from other people on these intelligent human beings. So these people, these clever people, suffer from having high expectations, their own high expectations and other people's high expectations. So any prospect of failure feels catastrophic. So what does this mean for those of us who are parents and how can we treat ourselves better to improve our self-esteem? Well, if you have a clever child, it's fine to praise them sometimes for how smart they are, how intelligent they are, how clever they are. But it's really, really important to find opportunities to praise them for the amount of effort they put in. Praise the hard work rather than the result even when they haven't succeeded. In fact, it's even more important to praise them when they haven't succeeded than when they have, if they're clever. Make effort the thing that gets the good parental attention. And turn this on yourself. Notice when you've made a lot of effort and you've worked hard for an improvement. That should earn you some self-esteem. Encourage also this growth mindset idea in your children. Demonstrate to them, give them examples of how if you work at something, you get better at it. Often, when children are learning a musical instrument or in sport, that's a good lesson in how pretty much everybody is bad at these things to begin with. You only get good through practice, through effort. So, if you're bad at something at the start, Don't be put off, accept that that's a normal stage in the development process. No one wakes up in the morning and suddenly speaks fluent Spanish when they didn't already, or fluent English for that matter, it takes effort. So let your children see that you struggle with things. You have to work at things too. And don't rescue your child always when they're struggling. They need to experience things being difficult and not being put off. I don't mean something that's impossible, but let them experience difficulty and let them struggle with it a bit. That way, children learn not to be put off by a challenge. And of course, I don't need to tell you that all of this is highly relevant to language learning. You learn English according to the amount of effort you put in. With effort and the right type of learning activity, like Adept English, you will succeed in your language learning. I've got much more on this topic if you're interested. So give us some feedback, let us know. Enough for now. Have a lovely day. Speak to you again soon. Goodbye.